Hi, so my name is Sarah Mori, and I'm the executive director at the new birth center here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and the birth center is called Earthside Birth and Wellness. We are starting a brand new podcast series that we're very excited about, and I'm joined here with Kim Wendells, our certified nurse midwife, and each week we hope to meet and talk about something pregnancy, labor, or breastfeeding related. So I'm going to let Kim introduce herself. And we'll talk a little bit more about what our hopes are for this podcast. So Sarah already told you my name. My name is Kim Windles, and I've actually been a midwife since 2011, but um, in OB somehow since 1988. Um, What we're hoping is to give as much information as we can, um, kind of doing informed consent, making sure that we're just giving as much information as possible so that you have more information to help you to make a decision. And I talk a lot when um, clients come in to visit us. So I'm also hoping that the podcast is going to help me to maybe utilize your one-on-one time with me. So a little bit differently rather than just education that we get to know each other a little bit more because that's kind of what midwifery care is all about. Yeah, so we have a lot of ideas for this podcast, and our main focus is going to be for our clients to kind of be able to absorb this type of information. It's it's a lot when you're pregnant, your brain's already gone anyway. We get that. We've mom brain times five over here. Um, So a little bit of that, but then opening it up to anyone who wants to learn more about natural birth, birth centers, midwifery care breastfeeding, everything. We're both super passionate about helping women achieve an empowering birth. So today we just figured we'd introduce ourselves. We hope to keep our podcasts kind of short and sweet around 30 minutes and each day that we record talking about different aspects of care and we really welcome people um, asking us questions Mm -hmm. so that we can talk about what you guys want to hear. Or giving us ideas, because certainly we have some, but a part of informed consent is what do you want to know? What do you need to know? Mm-hmm. How can we, how do you want things to go and what information do you want? Yeah, and I think it's surprising, like we might have an idea of like, oh, I think you really need to know about this, but our clients or our students, the only thing on their mind is breastfeeding. That's right. Right? And so... We want to honor that too of like, okay, let's talk about that. Even that, it, it's not always going to be about, okay, how do you do this or that? It's like, well, what fears are coming up for you? What are you worried about? What's your biggest um, anxiety in this process? So Kim, why don't you share a little bit about your background and kind of what brought you into our business and what your hopes and dreams are for women in Cheyenne. Oh gosh. Um, My hopes and dreams for the women here in Cheyenne is that they have their hopes and dreams and that they feel empowered to be able to say those and have those. And that's exactly what brought me from out of hospital midwifery into community midwifery. Because more often than not, what I heard and what I felt is that um, it wasn't their hopes and dreams that were met. It was ours as medical people. Mm. 
So, and you know, do it. I've been in the hospital since I was 17. And my goal always, even from the time that I decided to become a nurse was to help people. And the reality is, is that towards the end of my being in the hospital, I felt that that call was not possible less and less. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided to look outside and do community birthing. But I've actually been looking probably since I became a midwife almost 10 years and I just never found the right place to do it. And what occurred was that Earthside Birth became the right place. I think because it was a startup. I think because, you know, you and Allison had, and those are both the owners, Sarah's the owner and so is Allison. So you told me your dreams and they matched up with mine. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped me to decide that this was the right time to go ahead and do it. Nice. What was the one thing you told us at your interview that you wanted to do? Change the world. Yes. One family, one birth at a time. And just recently, Sarah went to a, um, oh gosh, an AABC, um, it was a class, and she brought me back um, a shirt, and I'm not going to get this right, that I'm not, I'm not going to get it right, but I love the saying of it that peace on earth begins with birth. Mm -hmm. And I true I had never heard that before until I saw that on the shirt, but I truly believe that that's a part of it as well. That women, they don't know this, but they have magical powers. They mm -hmm. change the world, and how that begins is with birth. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Which is kind of what drove us to get to here and we'll talk about that story too but the phrase empowering women empower women mm -hmm. comes to mind as well and you know through my own birth experiences that were extremely empowering I want that for other women mm -hmm. and that's kind of led me through the years of became becoming a childbirth educator and then I always laugh because one of the requirements for teaching was that I had to attend two births mm -hmm. And then you're just, they're just hooking you. They are. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, though. It becomes a drug, for sure. Well, a different type of drug. <laughs> but it's, uh, you get excited and you find out um, mm -hmm. what's possible. And just being able to, like, I think part of the reason for this podcast is, like, you can sit and have a class or talk about all this you want. But then to be able to help women through that is even more powerful because these are easy things to forget if you're just hearing it one time. Um, but then to be able to walk women step by step with her experience is a whole nother thing. Well, and what I find, or you know, just over the years, is that they walk me through it. I know mm. that sounds strange, but um, more often than not, what I find out is that I don't have to do much. I just have to follow what it is that they're telling me as they're on your, their journey. And as long as I do that, I can't go wrong. I love that. So tell me a little bit more about your certified nurse midwife. So mm -hmm. if you want to explain the credentialing that you had to get there and then other things that you've kind of picked up you know, we're both alphabet soup people with our names. <laughs> <We are>. but <laughs> Which is stupid. Never, but... <laughs> stop, never 
never stop learning, right? Yes, the learning part is fun, but the alphabet soup at the back of your name, that part doesn't mean much except to us because it means that we did those classes. But let's see. So what I first started doing, and I don't think that even Sarah knows this, was I became a nurse and I did transplant and dialysis for mm. two years. And all of my fan, all of the clients that I took care of, the families, they all passed away. Mm-hmm. And that was too hard on me. I couldn't, I couldn't manage that. I became close to them, and I would see them for long periods of time, and it was too hard. Yeah, I had always wanted to go into labor and delivery, but back then, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, I had to have some experience beforehand. So I did labor, or the transplant and dialysis, and then I went to labor and delivery. But I went to labor and delivery in a huge, huge, huge hospital. Mm-hmm. And that was Parkland Hospital, which was the third largest in the country. And they would do 15,000 a year, 1,500 deliveries Oof. a month. <laughs> so in comparison, Cheyenne is the biggest city in Wyoming, and we do about 100 births a month. Mm-hmm. Laramie over the hill does about 30 births a month. So that kind of gives you an idea of. So 1,500 a month, that's 50, no, 50 a day. 150 a day. Because it's 1,500 a month. Is that right? Yeah. 150 a day. And my first day off of orientation, I assisted with 10 births. Wow. But I didn't learn how to labor clients. Mm. I didn't learn how to take care of women. I learned how to do the tasks that were taught to me. Because back then, and even now sometimes, um, I would tell you that mostly nursing is about tasks and that the learning how to take care of patients, clients, women, you learn on the job. And sometimes not very well. And the how I decided that I hadn't learned it very well was when I went and had my own children Mm. and I found out that I didn't like it that the way that I was treated the way that I was taken care of wasn't very good Mm -hmm. but I had done that to other people okay and that was the day that I decided I was never doing it like that again so then the alphabet soup happened I went and became a childbirth educator. I went and took a class for doula. I said, told myself that there has to be another way. And the next, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, I re-educated myself. Spinning babies and what I'm doing now, which is body ready method. Um, I can't tell you how many classes I've taken just to get myself ready to do something different. Um, I, the other thing that changed the way that I do things is, is that I also lost a child and that changed mm. a lot after that. Um, and the reasoning is, is that I just wanted to do better, do more. I realized that that was possible. Mm-hmm. And then when I, once I started doing more and doing better and doing it in the hospital, I found out that people didn't like that. Mm. And that it intimidated people, that I was now different. And that's hard in a system where everybody generally works the same for somebody else to be trying to do it a little bit different. Right. So then you go, there must be a better way. 
So that's when I decided, you know, to move outside and to try and find a spot. And that took a couple of years to find the right fit. Yeah. And here I am. Here you are. And she's extremely happy to be here. <laughs> that's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> Kim loves it here. And <laughs> no. I love, I love the fact that every day coming to work, talking to clients, teaching, you know, building a relationship with the people that you care for, having time to do that, mm -hmm. that's what I love. I'm gonna, you know, the other thing that we have to do because um, Earthside is a startup is we also get to do policies and procedures and we <laughs> get to do, um, you know, some other things that aren't so much fun, but are a part of it, but that's not really my love. Right. Um, you know, all of that is a part of what you have to do in order to be safe and I know that and that's fine. But the part that I like, it's the delivery part. It's that what you talked about, that you get a high. You get a an endorphin release every time that you deliver somebody, every time that you're with somebody helping them to deliver, and it's a positive experience. And they tell you that, you know, this was amazing, and mm. then you want to do it again. That's the part, not, yes. the, not the policy and procedure no, part. I'm with you. The other part, that's fun. I'm with you. Although growing into becoming a fairly big business owner is starting to appreciate policies of like, okay, we better figure this oh, out. No, you have to have them. I'm not saying Instead you don't. <laughs> like, why do we have to have those? It's the typing them, it's the writing them, yes. it's the researching them, it's the... Sitting, yes, I think we're both on the same page. One of our birth assistants, she, I always quote her, she's like, the other day she was sitting around and she's like, am I depressed or do I just need to go to a birth? That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so a lot of us birth workers feel that way and yeah, that adrenaline rush and the endorphin rush. Mm -hmm. So Kim, you're also an IBCLC, which is an international board certified lactation counselor. Which sounds impressive. It's but... very impressive. <laughs> I only have half of those letters, the CLC part of it, which... I had half of those letters, and then I, you have to study 90 hours class, and then it took me a year to study for the test. Yeah. And that test was the worst, and I've taken tests. <laughs> I've had taken a lot of tests. That test was the worst test I've ever taken. The hardest it's test. It's big. And that one, you need a lot of... Um, Anatomy, physiology. Yeah. yeah. And then hours, right? Yes. I'm trying to think. Of, I think it's... Isn't it like 900 hours or something crazy? Oh, I was going to say way more than that. But mm. you might be more right. Um, <laughs> You're like, it's a million hours. It was a, a million lot. hours. <laughs> I wanted to say 3,000, but I don't think that... I think yours is more correct. I would have to look it up. But... It's a lot of where you spend time with clients and where you're working on the problems that it's real time. It's not simulation that you're truly trying to do that. Right. So it's just, again, it's just time, energy, and trying to fit it in your brain what it is that you need to do. Yeah. And you would think that that would be taught in school as well. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't taught. <laughs> Um, I did it wrong for a lot of years with yeah. what I was taught. And once I took the CLC, which is what you are and what Laura is, Laura is our admin person that assists us, um, that was 40 hours. Even just taking that class made a difference. That yeah. breastfeeding doesn't have to be difficult. It should be easy. 
but the way that we choose sometimes to explain it makes mm -hmm. it hard. Yeah, and you would be surprised that the medical model of care doesn't really include any breastfeeding knowledge. So, you know, going in and trying to get help is, you know, they're concerned like, yeah. well, the baby needs food, so here's the easy way out. And so just understanding that, but for me, breastfeeding is one of my passions as well, helping women achieve those goals because it's really at the end of the day all about getting the right support and the right information is almost always... Well, and that makes all the difference in the world, right? Because then you can troubleshoot if there are difficulties and you know how the system works. Mm -hmm. And I think that that makes it easier. Breastfeeding isn't necessarily easy, but knowing how the system right. works makes it much easier. The system is easy implementing it, especially against all of our interventions that we like to do yes. makes it hard to implement. But starting with the people that understand that most women can breastfeed and going from there. And for me, one of the big things that I'll probably talk about throughout is I struggled breastfeeding my first. It was just, it was so hard. I would literally think about being in labor while I was up nursing because I would rather be in labor. It was easier until, and no one could really help me. They either told me it wasn't going to work or I want to help you, but I just don't know what the problem is. And my ex-mother-in-law was also an IBCLC, mm -hmm. came in at day 10 and in 20 minutes. And the only thing she added was the attitude, oh, we'll figure this out. That's right. And that was it. It was just a, it's, there's nothing we're not going to figure out here because it's breastfeeding and it can be figured out. And just that shift in that attitude for me made all the difference. And that relax, let's figure this out. I'm here to figure it out with you. It instantly changed for me. And it doesn't mean it like it was still hard. Like I had to keep him going because he was a sleepy baby who was jaundiced and dehydrated and all these things. And my nipples were cracked and bleeding. Mm -hmm. But having someone with that attitude just changed it for me. But it isn't that when I hear you say that, what I think about is just overall, just labor, birth, breastfeeding, child, taking care of a child, mm -hmm. that it's all about, we've got this, we can do it. Yes. But that all along the line, we're told that it's way too hard, that it's too difficult, that it's not possible. That, and There's something wrong with your body. Something wrong with your baby all along the way. And honestly, 90 to 95% of the time it's normal. But what we hear is that that's not the case. Right. That something's the matter, that something's wrong. I think that's a great point. And I think I had built that intuition for labor and it went beautifully. Mm -hmm. But then that voice of, well, yeah, but breastfeeding, you know, and I hear that all the time of, mm -hmm. well, I'll, I'll try, but, you know, no one in my family, none of my friends yes. could, no one had milk. And so we're, before we even start, we're already doubting that. And most women in labor, too, it's the... Let's just see how it goes. I don't know. This is kind of what I want, but 
I've heard it's too hard, that kind of thing. But it's society. It's where, where we live these days that everything is abnormal. Um, we're told that on a routine basis, or at least I've heard it over and over and over again, and that there's nothing to be done about it. Mm -hmm. And that we could go this other way, but it's a lot of intervention. It's, it makes you feel abnormal if you go that way. Right. So you make a choice not to. Um, I think that what we're talking about right now is just how medicine views women's health. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about in general mm -hmm. that we've been kind of taught that we're just not normal. Right. <laughs> that the hormones and who we are and what we do and what we're capable of doing. By the way, I believe that makes us superheroes and that we have magical powers. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that most of the time that's a detriment, not an asset. Right. And I think it's all related to the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we're back to the reason why we started doing this, which is we just want to be able to say to people that it's possible and that all you need is some people like us or like anybody, as long as they have good intent to walk beside to guide. And that's what we hope that we're going to be able to do. Exactly. Yeah. So we're really excited to start talking about these, these topics because we're passionate about it. We want to pass on the information to people. And, you know, that leads us into we'll be able to talk about midwifery care, the pros and cons of a birth center, pros and cons of home births, um, then breaking down labor, doing breathing, relaxation, mantras. Um, super excited to talk about water births that we offer here at Earthside, which a lot of, probably all of our clients Most, are excited about that. One person even said no, and now she goes, I think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of touched on this a little bit, and it will most likely be a topic for next time of the midwifery model of care and kind of explaining how midwives view birth and that it's a normal natural life event in the lifespan of a family That's right. versus a medical model of pregnancy and labor is that it's a disease model that there's something wrong something's about to go wrong and it's just something to get through it's something to get through. We're here to rescue you and yeah. intervene. And midwives kind of say, well, you know, that could happen. But until we see evidence of that, we're going to treat you as normal. And this is natural. Mm -hmm. And we're just here to be watching for those signs. That's, right. That's basically what it is. Exactly. So, Kim, any other certifications you have? Hmm. Well, verifications. So verifications are just the ones that you have to do every two years. So BLS, ACLS, NRP, resuscitation, anything that is has to be done in the hospital, I also have to be able to assist with in a birth center. Um, I'm also an educator for ELSO, which is Advanced Life Support of Obstetrics. And what I believe is that 
doing all of these things, being an educator for these things helped me to keep my skills up mm-hmm. so that, um, because in a birth center, you're not going to have to do emergency things very much. So by teaching courses and stuff that I get exposed to that more than just once or twice a year. Right. And it's just a part, it's a part of what it is that I know to be true. You know, since I was 17 years old, I've had to do these things. Mm-hmm. I think I've taken BLS 25 times in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a long time. So being an instructor makes that you do it more often right. and it keeps your skills up. That's basic life-saving... Basic life support. Life yep. support. Neonatal resuscitation is, a, is the other one. ACLS is advanced life support. Um, I also take classes all the time, so... Botanicals, which is a big thing mm. that I love. And then um, I also did a functional women's health course. But I try to do, but those took me a year each to mm-hmm. get through them. So it just depends. I generally have an education plan every year. Yeah, which I love. Like that's what we have in common is like the love of learning. And like yeah. each thing brings you to the next thing. Like I was talking about, okay, I want to teach childbirth ed because the class I had first taken was pretty impressive. Like I did what I learned in class and it worked great. And then I had to be at a birth. I was like, ooh, I love this. I'm gonna certify to become a doula. And then with my own breastfeeding struggles and learning so much, I'm like, I want to help other women. Mm -hmm. And everything's led to the next certification, the next, Mm -hmm. you know, Reiki, doing that. learning about energy, learning about mantras, all these things start to tie in. So I love that you learn. And right now you're doing body ready. Body ready method. Yep. Which talk is a little bit something about new. Basically, I think it's a physical therapy approach to birth, but it tends to talk to you about the muscles of like the perineum and the core and that alignment mm-hmm. makes a difference in your life for sure but in birth mm-hmm. and i also did a class called spinning babies with i which i think made all the difference in the world but you do that when you're in labor that this is kind of a pre pre-birth right. to get ready for labor and i didn't even know it existed it was through i had done a nrp course with um some of the people here when we first started at earthside and I got told about this class, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. I thought I knew everything <laughs> about what was available. Um, well, that tells you you're never too old to learn something new. And when I heard that, I thought it was a game changer. When I heard about spinning babies, I thought it was a game changer. And I truly believe that that's the case. Mm-hmm. But it's time. Eight, ten hours out of my week, you know, I'm taking the time to do this course. Mm-hmm so that I can get, I'm already starting to teach it, already showing some of these things to the clients that we're taking care of, and I think it's gonna make a big difference. I, I kinda just have a feeling about that. It makes sense, and what I've always taught, I love um, studying under Penny Simpkin, and yes. she's all about positions, and Well, she how, was a physical therapist as okay, well. Okay, see, yeah. and it's like, to my brain, I'm like, well, duh. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a baby in alignment before labor That's starts, correct. you're going to have a much more efficient labor. And so tying that together of like positions and exercises and um, doing like the Leopold's maneuver yes. and figuring out what position your baby's actually in before labor starts 
can just be a huge boost to getting that baby out. And the name of the game for me is like, how can we make it the most efficient, yes. least painful labor and get that baby out and get you going? Well, and here's the other factor of it, right? We're out of hospital. So anything where you're having to, the client's having to work less and the baby doesn't have to work as hard or as long, mm-hmm. it's less likely that you're gonna have to do a transfer, right? Less likely that there's going to be those things that we would be worried about that maybe we need medical intervention. So the reality is, is a game changer. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, yeah, before we wrap today up and just introducing ourselves and our backgrounds, um, a little, you know, I shared that I'm a childbirth educator and doula and lactation counselor, but just kind of why we started Earthside 2 was to bring the midwifery model to Cheyenne. Um, I do have a business partner, Kim mentioned Allison, and interestingly, neither of us are midwives, and so that's kind of on purpose so that we can run it as a business to be a more sustainable model because our vision is to have a birth center that far outlasts one of us Mm -hmm. you know it's not about like well this is my business it's like i'm leaving that legacy that's going to grow with or without me and that's kind of how we're we're choosing to do that and hopefully we'll get allison on here at some point and um i know she wants to talk more she's had a couple of her own home births Mm -hmm. and so we'll be able to get into all that i wanted to just say that we're hoping that by doing this podcast that you all help us to do this Mm -hmm. podcast and that you think of this as how do i get what it is that i'm hoping for to the best of my ability so let us know how you want to help us give us topics Tell us what you think is what's best. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember that this is about informed consent and what's best for you. So let us know how we can do that. That's our hope. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week.